हरी बहूनाम जन्मनाम अंते ज्ञानवान माम प्रपद्यते वासुदेव सर्वमिति समहात्मा सुदुर्लभ भगवान सेज दैट आउट ऑफ दिस फोर डिवोटिस ज्ञानी हु इज माय ओन सेल्फ एंड हु इज वेरी डियर टू मी दिस ज्ञानी सरेंडर्स टू मी एंड कम्स टू रियलाइज मी एंड कम्स टू experience that i alone am there everywhere vasudeva sarvamiti others fail to surrender completely because we have lots of desires in our mind and in order to fulfill those desires one one goes to other gods or other powers or other phenomena to fulfill those desires so as long as those desires are there we do not pay full attention to surrendering and recognizing god though the effort required to propitiate this little god sometimes is more and to surrender to that supreme lord is less but still very few surrender bhagwan says one who goes to these devtas they attain the devtas or whatever the result the devtas give but those who surrender to me ultimately attain me so i am unavailable for those who are filled with this type of impurities in the mind and one who has lots of likes and dislikes the mind is restless and one is overpowered by the delusion of these pairs of opposites bhagwan says they are born with this delusion and i am not available but what happens to those whose mind becomes pure how do they realize god and what god do they realize that is now said in the remaining verses we'll chant verse number 28 जुण्यकर्मण तेमोह निर्मुक्ता भजन्ते मृढ़व्रता पापम जुण्यकर्मण हाँ तो अंतगत पापम जनानाम दोस पीपल दोस डिवोटीज दोस सीकर्स हूज पाप हैव कम टू एन एंड papa means the impurities of the mind which gives sorrow all that gives rise to sorrow and pain and that which takes us away from realizing god is papa and this papa as we follow this path of spirituality as we do our sadhana the mind becomes start becoming more and more free of this papa in the initial stages when we do karma yoga and all the mind becomes more pure 
then through upasana it becomes still pure then through knowledge it becomes more and more pure we have seen in the fourth chapter also bhagwan says there is no greater purifier than knowledge nahi jnanena sadrusham pavitram yah vidyate so esham tu antagatam papam jananam punya karmanam those who follow the path of punya of goodness of righteousness and whose mind has become more and more pure so how do we know that our mind is becoming pure lot of our uh, uh, desires unnecessary desires gets dispelled one feels great sense of peace and happiness within and one develops a natural attraction towards that supreme reality towards god so as one becomes more and more pure bhagwan says that person becomes free of all moha also te dvandva moha nirmuktaha becoming free from all moha arising from dvandva or related to the pairs of opposites so becoming free from this delusion bhajante mam dridhavrataha with firm resolve with firm understanding that god alone is that everything is expression of that divinity alone with this firm understanding and firm resolve they worship me worship me they constantly think of me they offer all their actions to me they meditate on me they try to uh, understand me so in this way with various ways they worship me bhajante mam dridhavrataha so the more and more our mind becomes pure the more we get attracted towards our own supreme uh, nature god and more the mind is restless we uh, our mind is uh, more uh, what you call um, extrovert we look at the world hmm? just as the a circle with a with a center in the in the center center will be in the center only so a person who is looking at the center and moving towards it he will ultimately reach that center but one who is looking away from that center and still moving how far he will go we don't know so after so looking away is like looking at the world looking within is like looking at god so once we reach that center we also get the circumference but when we look away from the center we get only a point on the circumference so it is uh, one who has become pure one who has purified the mind becomes free of all moha and that person alone worships god in the true sense without expecting anything in return without uh, you know, what you call not with artha bhavana not as artharthi not as, not as a jignasu but as a jnani firm with firm resolve so such a devotee who worships the lord what do he does he experience what is the experience or what is what which god does he experience bhagwan had uh told arjuna that i will give you this knowledge by which you will know me completely and without any doubt okay? remember the first words 
மையாசக்த மனா பார்த்த யோகம் யுஞ்சன் மதாசிரயா அசம்சயம் சமக்ரம்மாம் யதாத்மியாசி தச்ருணு சோ வாட் இஸ் த மீனிங் ஆஃப் நோவிங் காட் கம்ப்ளீட்லி அண்ட் ஃப்ரீ ஃப்ரம் ஆல் டவுட்ஸ் தட் இஸ் நவ் ரிவீல் இன் த லாஸ்ட் டூ வர்சஸ் சோ வி வில் சாண்ட் த நெக்ஸ்ட் வர்ஸ் ஜராமரணமோட்சாய மாமாஸ்ரித்தியதந்தியே ஹி சேஸ் தராமரணமோட்சாய மாம் ஆஸ்ரித்தியதந்தியே தீஸ் சீக்கர்ஸ் ஹூ ஹே பிகம் பியோர் இன் தேர் மைண்ட் ஹூ ஹே பிகம் ஃப்ரீ ஆஃப் ஆல் ஆல் தேர் ராக துவேஷ லைக்ஸ் டிஸ்லைக்ஸ் அண்ட் ஹூ ஸ்ட்ரைவ்ஸ் யதந்தி தே ஸ்ட்ரைவ் மாம் ஆஸ்ரித்திய டேக்கிங் ஃபுல் ரெஃப்யூஜ் இன் மீ not taking not accepting or acknowledging any other forces or power see many times in the initial stages of our spirituality we not only worship that supreme lord but we also give lot of importance to other powers it's like you are meeting the king and uh, you also worship the king but also you have uh, in front of the king only you give special importance to other sevaks of the king so one uh, worships that lord but also gives importance to other objects other devatas other forces or our own own uh, will power and our own purushartha but here it is said a seeker depends completely on that supreme reality alone he drops all other other supports that is said in in bhakti literature as ananya bhakti where you drop all other support and only take god as the support anya ashrayanam tyagaha iti ananyata in narad bhakti sutra also narad ji says so this devotee just drops all other support and just take support of that supreme reality alone mam ashritya yatantiye he puts forth effort to surrender in fact surrender is that dropping all our purushartha and all other effort and finally the sense of doership is also dropped and one just merges into that supreme and why does it follow this path jaramaranam okshaya mokshaya to become free to gain that state of liberation liberation from what from old age and death from this punarapi jananam from rebirth and old age and death so in order to become free of all this uh, samsara jaramaranam okshaya see there are uh, in the world we perform action to gain something 
जनरली दिस अर्थ एंड अर्थार्थी अवस्था वी सी रिगार्डिंग द वर्ल्ड इन द इन द वर्ल्डली सेंस दैट वी परफॉर्म एक्शन टू गेन समथिंग एंड टू अवॉइड सॉरो अवॉइड पेन वेन वी पीपल बिकम मोर रिलीजियस they also have the same intention but they want to go to some other good lokas also maybe swargalok or maybe some vaikuntha or some golok but those who follow this path of spirituality they seek moksha moksha freedom from all samsara freedom from all bondage freedom from rebirth identification with our own self where we become all freedom from it doesn't mean that one becomes nobody but one becomes one identifies with the totality it's like the wave drops its identity but becomes the ocean or becomes that water which is pervading the entire ocean so jara marana mokshaya mam ashritya yatantiye those who strive uh, taking my support to gain that moksha दे नो मी ते तद विदुहु दे रेकग्नाइज मी एज वॉट इज वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग सो भगवान से दे नो मी दे रेकग्नाइज ब्रह्म तद ते ब्रह्म तद विदुहु दे रेकग्नाइज कृष्णम अध्यात्मम दे रेकग्नाइज कंप्लीटली अध्यात्म दिस टेक्निकल वर्ड्स इज यूजिंग यर विच विल बी एक्सप्लेन इन डिटेल इन द नेक्स्ट chapter but briefly i will explain so he says they they understand brahma they understand adhyatma completely and they understand karma completely now some more points are mentioned in the next verse and all this together is what we mean by knowing god completely samagram to understand god in all his facets completely so what are the various facets of the lord so we will chant the next verse also and try to understand this together sadhi bhuta dhi daivam maam sadhi yajnyancha ye viduhu प्रयाण काले ते विदुर्युक्त चेतसूताधिदे विदु हा भगवान सेस दे ऑल्सो अंडरस्टैंड द अधिभूत अधिभूत रिगार्डिंग द द पंच महाभूत और दिस वर्ल्ड विच इज मेड अप ऑफ द फाइव ग्रेट एलिमेंट्स देन दे ऑल्सो नो अधिदैव रिगार्डिंग द ग्रेट देवता and mam sadhi yajnam they also know me along with adhi yajna cha ye viduhu and they not only know me when they are alive but prayana kale pichamam even at the time of departing means when dropping this body 
ते विदोहु युक्त चेतस दीकर्स वार टोटली ट्यून टू मी दे कम टू नो मी इवन आफ्टर द बॉडी इज ड्रॉप्ड सो देर आर दिस वेरियस एस्पेक्ट्स भगवान जस्ट गिव्स ऑल दिस टेक्निकल वर्ड्स यर एंड नेचुरली अर्जुन आज क्वेश्चन दैट वॉट डू यू मीन बाय ऑल दिस टर्म्स दैट वी विल टेक अप इन डिटेल इन द एथ चैप्टर but now briefly i will uh, explain so there are this various aspect huh? one is brahma then adhyatma then karma adibhut adidaiva and adhiyatnya six this six fold aspect when we understand then we understand we can say we understand god completely with all his various facets when we when we talk about god or ishvara his real nature or the very essence of ishvara is that brahma with the upanishad mentions as satyam jnanam anantam brahma the outer form with all his uh, uh, we call him the creator of this world sarva shaktiman all powerful and all knowing that is with respect to the prakriti brahma plus when he expresses through the prakriti we call him as sarvajnya otherwise as pure that supreme reality is brahma nameless formless pure existence pure consciousness and pure bliss brahma so a person who worships and who meditates and surrenders and gains that enlightenment he comes to know god as brahma one that brahma is not different from atma brahma which is the very substratum and the very uh, what you call source of this world <clears throat> from the from the totality standpoint we talk about that reality as brahma but that same brahma is within us as atma or that same brahma is i the atma the witness of my waking dream and deep sleep state that atma tatva that atma tatva is also brahma only so when a person knows god he knows him as brahma he also knows him as atma brahma and atma are not too different it's like a person knows that the entire cosmos is in space but even in a tiny little pot same space is there similarly brahma one knows one knows atma then from that brahma alone as ishvara the entire world came into being the world got is the projected from that brahma and all these various beings who are there and the various types of actions which are happening at the cosmic level and at the individual level that is also expression of god only god alone is acting at the cosmic level and god alone is acting at the individual level it's a very strange and a very interesting phenomena hmm and we are part of it so don't be surprised you are part of that phenomena so all actions this mystery of action also is understood 
when we understand God. Karma, Akhilam Karma, the entire mystery of action is understood. In, in Bhagavad, there is a beautiful story. In the form of story, this whole thing is conveyed. That Bhagavan Krishna, along with all his gopa and uh, all his friends and all, they were uh, playing. And then the Brahmaji alone comes there in the form of a great python and swallows them. All his friends and bachadas and all. Then Bhagavan comes to know about it. Then he himself becomes all of them. And again he continues playing. He himself becomes his friend. So, this whole uh, drama which we see of this world is God alone has become all of us. And like in a cinema, one actor takes different roles. And when he takes that particular role, he behaves as that particular character only. But in a drama, that fellow character knows that I am also that. We don't know that I am also that. Hmm. We get involved in our own character, forgetting other characters and forgetting our ultimate nature. So, realize master understands this entire mystery of karma, karma chakhilam. Then God alone is adibhut, all this panchamahabhut, all that we experience in this world is made up of, this gross physical world is made up of these five elements only. Akash, Vayu, Agni, Jal, Prithvi. And all these objects, they keep on changing, they keep on modifying, they get destroyed and or they change from one form to another. They are the changing expression of God, Adibhut. So one who understands God, he looks at this world also as expression of God. Then Adhidaiva. Adhidaiva is that uh, God alone as that Param Purusha, as that uh, cosmic person, as cosmic person. What we understand as Ishvara is indicated here as Adhidaiva. Just as individual is called Jiva, the totality is Ishvara and Ishvara alone is called Adhidaiva, the cosmic person. Just as I am identified with this body, similarly that cosmic person is identified with the entire cosmos. The entire cosmos is the body of God. So, Adhidaiva is also recognized and understood when one realizes God, that he alone is Adhidaiva also. And Adhiyadnya, Adhiyadnya is God as the doer in individual bodies, what we call the jiva, that atma alone, when it identifies with the body, mind, intellect, assumes a limited uh, personality and is called a jiva. So that jiva, who is performing the various types of uh, karmas, which are called yadnyas here, the one who performs various types of this karma, this jiva, is also an expression of God. So this sixfold expressions of God, all of them are God only. <laughs> I mean, God is one only, but these are the various uh, facets you can see. So in the Upanishad, God is indicated as Brahma. He is also indicated as Atma. And the Upanishads say Atma and Brahma are same. 
But what about this world and who created it? Same Brahma created. So his creative power, the action of creation and also the action which all the beings do, that is also Brahma, I mean that same Brahma or same God. Then he alone is the world, Adibhut. He alone is the cosmic person, the Ishvara, the Parampurusha. And he alone is the Jiva. So when we understand God in all this expression, then we can say we have, we have uh, realized God's Samagram. Otherwise, we only recognize one aspect of God. Sometimes we consider him as different from me. I am different. God is different. And all people are different. God is different. World is different. God is different. Actions are different. God is different. Brahma is different. God is different. Atma is different. God is is not like that. These are the various. Therefore, in the later, in the tenth chapter, also Bhagavan says that Aham Atma Guda Kesha Sarva Bhuta Shastitaha. I am the Atma residing in every heart. Ishvara Sarva Bhuta Nam Ridde Shedjunatishthati. Bhagavan says Ishvara is residing in everyone's heart. So, this is the Samakra Drishti of that Brahma. It's like if we say that I know a person. I should be able to know that person in all his expression. Otherwise, I will have to say that I don't know that person. And it happens like that only. Even an ordinary human being has got so many facets that even after staying together for a long time, sometimes the husband or the wife wonders, I have never understood her or him. So similarly, God is not just close your eyes and meditate, that is also God. Open your eyes and look at this world, he is also God. You, uh, you uh, think of that I, that is also God. That Jiva is also God. All Karmas are also God. The Pancha Mahabhut and all the modification is also God. That is the Samagra Drishti of the Lord. This is the most uh, fascinating and most beautiful. This uh, six uh, aspect plus that uh, finally Bhagwan also tells how one can recognize, one can not only uh, realize God when we are also identified or also seeing aware of the body and aware of the world, we can realize God. That is called Jivan Mukti. And even when the body falls off, one realizes God. That is called Videha Mukti. So Bhagavan here says that prayana kale pichamam te viduhu yukta chetasaha, one who is tuned to me, one whose mind is tuned to me, even when their body falls off, they realize me. They are one with me. So this is the most fascinating thing. This, uh, this, the spiritual path uh, it tells about experiencing that ultimate here and now. See, all the results of karma is gained there and then, not here and now. If you perform action, you will get the result in future. Whether it is karma, whether it is ordinary karma, or whether it is dharmic karma, it is gained afterwards. Even many religions, they talk about the phala as after death you go to some loka, swarga loka or some other loka. So, result is gained after death. Uh, 
But Vedanta talks about the result here and now. All those great masters, right from our good old times till present time, so many masters, they are those who have realized God here and now. And even when their body falls off, they are one with God only. So, prayana kale pichamam te viduhu yukta chetasaha. Now, this six, uh, these technical terms which are used here, Brahma, Atma and all, Arjuna asked this question in the next verse, in the, sorry, in the next uh, chapter. And in that, Bhagwan briefly explains all these terms and he also explains in detail how we can recognize him more easily. A very sahaj and uh, very beautiful path is given to us in the next chapter, which I will not tell you now. So in the next chapter, a very beautiful path is also given. And also Bhagavan tells if one doesn't uh, recognize God and dies, then what are the various gatis which one gains? Where do we go? Many people wonder, na? after that, where do we go? Do we go here, there? So that is also revealed in the next chapter. But here, Arjuna's uh, was told that I will, I will reveal to you my nature. You will come to know me completely and free from all doubts. So very beautifully, Bhagwan revealed his nature as expressing through these twofold prakriti, para and apara. And how his four types of devotees and how that jnani surrenders to him and realizes him and how they realize his complete, uh, what you call, with all his various facets. So thus concludes this uh, chapter. We will chant uh, the Sankalpa Vakya, but our pravachan is not complete. I will take up the questions. Om Tatsada Iti Shri Mad Bhagavad Gita Su Upanishad Su Brahma Vidyayam Yoga Shastre Shri Krishna Arjuna Samvade Jnana Vidyana Yogo Nama Saptamo Dhyayaha Thus this is the seventh chapter named as Jnana Vidyana Yoga. Knowledge and direct realization of that knowledge. Knowledge of Brahma, knowledge of God. In the form of a dialogue between Krishna and Arjuna, and it also reveals the yoga shastra, science of yoga, and gives the knowledge of that Brahma. And it is the essence of the Upanishads. So this Bhagavad Gita is also called Upanishad. Gita Su Upanishad Su. Thus concludes this seventh chapter. Om Tatsat Hariyo. Now comes the next phase. I have received many this uh, questions yesterday also. I tried to answer these questions. So briefly I will answer these questions. Some of the questions are directly related to the topic which we are taking. Uh, and some are uh, from the previous 
chapters and some are general questions so let us uh, and this uh, this questions might be belonging to a particular person but it is it becomes beneficial to uh, everyone because uh, similar type of questions come to our mind also so let us take up this questions swami ji i do not know whether the following questions should be asked now but i must ask to clear my constant doubt granted that there must be a creator of the universe who is all powerful and omnipresent including within each one of us but the moment you say that the self within us is brahma my confusion starts so if you have heard today's pravachan also i think the confusion should end there because when we uh, when we talk about uh, and the self the self is that brahma that term use when we say self is pure consciousness that pure consciousness is brahma pure existence consciousness and bliss when we say pure existence see when we experience anything in this world we experience it as existing like i look at this book i say book is but what exactly is the meaning of isness what is the meaning of existing hmm. whatever i see is the book i'll experience it with my senses but then i say it is that isness per se not something is but isness by itself is called that absolute isness or absolute existence in the same way there is absolute consciousness not conscious of something but consciousness per se so absolute existence absolute consciousness and absolute bliss not happy because of something but happiness itself that is the nature of brahma and that is the nature of atma so when we say atma is brahma that's what we mean mind and intellect belongs to the physical body this question continues mind and intellect belongs to the physical body which is cremated buried at death so the question is if the mind is the real doer of good or evil which gets buried or burnt into ashes then who benefits from good deeds or suffers from bad karma after all the self is a part of him see as long as we don't realize our own self as brahma our identification with our limited personality which is created by this mind and intellect doesn't disappear when a person dies only the one becomes disengaged from the body the mind and intellect doesn't die it continues its journey and this we experience actually even there are various experiences in the world where people remember their past lives there are thousands millions of uh, these cases are there from all over the world ah, if the body was burnt and dead and gone and all then how come that fellow remembers and authenticated there are many which are false also but there are even if one case is true then it is true so the difference between the materialistic uh, vision and spirituality is materialism says that once the body dies nothing remains spirituality says that even when the body dies something remains and it continues it's like our mobile even when the instrument uh, gets spoiled we can remove the chip 
the chip survives and you can put it in another phone and it again starts functioning and it carries its samskar. The mobile phone may look totally different, but that chip carries its samskar. It carries the past, uh, what you call the, um, the names of all the people and all those things. Hmm. And you get the bill also. You cannot say, I don't know who you are talking about. It comes to you. It comes to the chip, not to the outer. Our result comes not to the body, to the mind, the intellect and that I who is identified with it. So this, uh, you contemplate on it, it will become more clear. Well, briefly, I will answer so that um, I will be able to answer all these questions. Hari Om Swamiji, my confusion is as follows. A lot of two, three confusions are there. The awareness in my body helps me to know or find out what I know and what I do not know. Same awareness knows itself. Then technically what changes at mind and intellect in a knower of awareness? See, uh, at present we are not only aware of our mind and intellect and body, we are also identified with it. This awareness and identification are two different things. For example, I am looking at this book, I am aware of the book, but I am not identified with the book. Identification means considering the book as I. I may consider a book as my, but to consider the book as I is called identification. In Sanskrit the term is tadatmya, tad atma iti manyati. So I am not only aware of the body, but I also identify with the body as I. So that becomes the cause of our trouble, not the awareness itself, identification. So when a person realizes the self, the identification drops. Awareness continues. So even a realized master is aware of the world, but there is no identification with a limited object as I. So this you think about it. When we sit to meditate, we are made to pick up inputs from all sense organs except the eyes and analyze the point where they sink. Similarly, we are to reach the source of thoughts arising in our mind. Can we, ignorant people, in the bracket, do that with our eyes open and take all visible inputs and find that sinking point? Yes, a meditation is just a process by which we try to shift our attention to the self. It becomes easier when we close our eyes because there are less distraction. But one can meditate with our eyes open also. So with our eyes open or eyes closed, our attention should be on that self which is not only the seer of this world, but also the world, which is everything. So that, that has to be kept in mind while meditating. Not that uh, the world is different and I am different, but self alone is expressing as the world also. So when I open my eyes and meditate, then I should take everything, whatever is there in front of me as expression of that same divinity. And my, when I close my eyes, I should uh, meditate that the one who is experiencing, one who is the witness of all my thoughts and all, is that Atma. So with my eyes open or with my eyes closed also, I can meditate. You can meditate while walking, while talking, while doing your... That is called keeping attention on God 
and uh, doing our work. Hmm. So you can do meditation with your eyes open. Mind and intellect are subtle bodies. Man can only experience his own mind and intellect. Do you believe that possibly animals also have such capabilities and we are not aware of this? If yes, are they also eligible to liberation in that life? See this subtle body, according to our scriptures, this subtle body is there in, um, in uh, human beings, animal, birds, plant, everywhere. Only the gross body is not fully equipped to express the subtle body, body completely in an animal. For example, if a human being becomes animal, an intelligent so-called human being becomes animal, that animal might not be intelligent or his intelligence will not be compared to this human being. It will be less restrained because of the restraint of the body. It's like, again to give the example of the chip, not uncle chip, but that uh, mobile chip. That mobile chip, suppose I have a very sophisticated phone, all sorts of features are there and all, but then I remove that uh, chip and then I put it in ordinary phone, which doesn't have all these features. So even though the chip is same, the expression is not uh, same. Similarly, the jiva being the same, the expression of the jiva in all beings are not same. So in human being it is maximum. But even as an animal, if that animal has just uh, with some samskar of human has just become animal or with whatever condition, that animal if he comes in contact with a realized master or if only a few samskars are there because of which that person or that jiva has become animal, that animal can also realize. In recent time, we have stories of animals in Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi's ashram. There was one cow, you must have heard about her, her name was Lakshmi. And she used to be there all the time with Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi used to pet her and all. And when she died, Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi himself, he was there present and he said, she has attained moksha. So her samadhi is there in uh, in uh, Tiruvannamalai, in Ramana Kendra, in Ramana Ashram. So it is possible for animals also to gain that state of realization, but it's uh, rare. If I am the space in the pot, and after the pot disintegrates, I merge with all other space. Then in a new pot, how do I carry my karmic imprint? Do I retain my distinct identity of this pot space or do I merge and start afresh? Kindly clarify my confusion. See, this uh, example of pot and pot space may not be totally, uh, what you call, applicable for all the explanation. Hmm. So, when a person dies, um, uh, you can imagine, I can add something more to that uh, ex uh, example of pot. So let us just imagine the pot with something filled in it. Let us say filled with water. Good water, dirty water, colored water. Hmm. So when a person dies, it is like that water from that pot gets shifted to another pot. It's like you just take that water and pour it into another pot. Maybe a longish pot or a fat pot. So the pot has changed, but the water is same. And the space is also same, because there is only one space. So space is same, water is same, pot has changed. 
similarly when we die and take up another body atma is same mind and intellect what you call the subtle body is same gross body has fallen off and that's what we saw in the second chapter also bhagwan says this gross body is like our dress just as we change our dress a person who dies changes drops the old dress and wears a new dress hmm? new body another question i hope you are enjoying this questions so it might they might not be your questions but uh, we have seen that uh, everyone gets similar type of doubts at different stages of our evolution spiritual evolution same we, and when we write them we, we might feel are the original question mera hai aisa hi question dusron ne bhi bahut bar pucha hai therefore in bhagavat and other puranas they always this very interesting uh, thing is there that whenever any question is asked to some teacher he will always say that similar question was asked by someone to someone and i will tell you that conversation hmm. so this is just a prastavana or comment in between Huh. swami ji in this world where we are by default entangled in family responsibilities job etc how do we give up everything and give 100% attention to god so don't you don't have to give up any uh, everything because everything is god just try to give your attention to god first start with 1% then 2% 3% 4% you keep on increasing the percentage and you do it in such a way that your actions also goes on and this attention also it is possible for example our attention on that i am a human being always remains i hope in all the situation whether i am happy unhappy or whether i am working and this and that that i am a human being i am a man or i am a woman i am an indian i am a hindu or a muslim this remains somewhere in the background you don't have to remember every day you don't remember i am a man i am a man then something is wrong with you so similarly i don't have to remember in the sense keep on chanting god's name or something that also is helpful but i have to remember that i am god the world is god everything is god if i remember that that remembrance itself is my sadhana and it will help me slowly and steadily to make my mind pure my actions will become more pure my thoughts will become more pure it's automatic it's like taking a pill that pill has got its effect similarly just remembering that divinity is everything sarvam khalvidam brahma that everything is brahma remembering this itself will become is our sadhana that's called sumiran that's remembering god many times we remember only his name that also is fine in the initial stages we just remember name but we don't remember the the as the the nature of god completely so it is possible to even with our all our responsibility job and all you if you cannot give 100% give 1% then increase it slowly and steadily 2% 3% and don't be afraid that if i give 100% attention to god mera kya hoga aapka kalyan hi hoga people are afraid 
it's like suppose uh, I, even while let us say when you go to sleep who who breathes for you i have to be awake otherwise if i stop breathing what will happen to me are even when you are asleep fast asleep breathing goes on lot of things goes on not by your effort but by the blessings of that supreme lord only so we feel that if i don't pay 100% attention to the world something wrong will happen nothing will happen i am not saying that you be careless or this but keeping your because all these great masters and all they were great in their actions also and that's what we learnt in karma yoga that yoga karmasu kaushalam that kushalta efficiency in action is yoga the more we tune to god the more our actions will become kushala efficient our selfishness our ego our all these things makes our action uh, inefficient so don't worry you try to give more and more attention to god he will take care of everything पूज्य स्वामी जी सादर चरण स्पर्श कल पहली बार मनोयोग से ध्यान आसन जो कि आपने आखिर के पांच मिनट करवाया था किया ऐसा लगा जैसे कि गहरी नींद में चला गया हूं इतना कि सीढ़ियों से नीचे उतरने और बाहर पहुंचने तक नींद खुल नहीं रही थी बी केयरफुल हाँ नो स्लीप वॉकिंग हेयर ओनली वेन यू आर फुल्ली अवेक यू स्टार्ट वॉकिंग तो क्या यह मेरा तामसिक भाव था अथवा पहला प्रयास इन एक्सपीरियंस कृपया समझाइए एक्चुअली दिस इज दिस इज गुड मीन्स वेन वी मेडिटेट वी बिकम डेरफो वी हैव टू एक्चुअली यर वी जस्ट प्रैक्टिस फॉर फाइव मिनट्स फिफ्टीन मिनट्स एंड ऑल सो इन अ प्लेस वेर यू कैन देन इवन आफ्टर मेडिटेशन एक्चुअली वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट दैट इवन आफ्टर मेडिटेशन वी शुड जस्ट सिट ओपन अवर आईज एंड जस्ट sit there for some time and then slowly and steadily with that experience of meditation we should then uh, interact with the world it's very important because when we meditate it's different from sleep sleep is different and meditation meditation you go into a deeper state in the initial stages we go into a state of peacefulness the mind becomes extremely peaceful you go into a state of present moment one never experiences the depth of present moment a present moment is very deep but we are we are floating on the surface only so when we meditate we uh, intensely become aware of the present moment because to experience that god within as the self we have to bring our attention here and now there and then is world here and now is god is very sometimes people say go god is nowhere one person wrote on his that wall one nastik that god is nowhere and his child who had just learned to read he read god is nowhere is a big word so he read now here and suddenly he realized yes i had written god is nowhere but it is now here so in order to realize god we have to bring our attention in the present moment and go deeper towards that experiencer from what we are experiencing we have to go towards the experiencer the i and when one does it this sadhana of meditation 
one goes uh, into a different uh, state altogether so immediately when you come out of it it will be it becomes difficult to interact with the world immediately so it is better to sit quietly for some time keep that uh, memory of that uh, meditation and slowly then you start interacting so you be careful next time and even if you see someone sleep walking just uh, be careful but it's good actually it's lovely meditation has got its own joy 5 minute mein nahi hota hai usko bahut kal tak karne se then you go into the depth of it rang chad jata hai usme just like music and all 5 minute if you hear okay but when you hear it for a long time then you come into the mood of it then you don't want to get up from there you don't want to get up from your seat of meditation then the whole world and all becomes little i don't want to get up it's like a person who is fast asleep doesn't want to get up similarly a person who has gone into the depth of meditation doesn't want to again come out and interact with the world he is aware of the world he becomes aware and all but his attention is within hmm but with that memory one should slowly come out and then interact with the world and slowly and steadily one will be able to meditate and interact simultaneously i want to ask following question <clears throat> when you have you have explained god is one then why you have done study of different gods like shiva ganesha rama and hanuman ji in the beginning please clarify on this see it's like a god is one but uh, see we are born in this tradition in our india and in our childhood also uh, whatever our parents do we also continue doing it like i have also gone used to go to various temples and do namaskar and this and that and that question never is to come god is one or god is many or who is god and all unko namaskar karo unko namaskar kiya idhar paise dalo udhar dalo idhar nariyal chada udhar that was the simple uh, this क्वेश्चन वॉज नॉट आस्ट अबाउट गॉड क्वेश्चन वॉज कि कहा खाने के लिए जाएंगे कौन सी सिनेमा देखेंगे कहा घूमने जाएंगे सो इन द इनिशियल स्टेजेस ऑफ अवर स्पिरिचुअल एवोल्यूशन एज वी ग्रो इन दिस कंट्री वी कम टू नो अबाउट ऑल दिस गॉड्स एंड वी स्टार्ट वर्शिपिंग दैम सो रिलीजियस पर्सन इन द इनिशियल स्टेजेस अंडरस्टैंड गॉड एज मैनी but as he grows on this path he comes to know god is one but his forms are many his expressions are many and as he moves further he comes to know that god alone is expressing as this world and further he comes to know that god world and i are one that supreme reality alone so this is a journey so all these various aspects are there in this journey and all of us have to pass through so many these stages either by choice or without any choice we have to pass through these stages like we have our schools and colleges in the initial stage we go to nursery we learn the nursery rhymes and we learn abcd we learn so many other things ha huh. those may become totally uh, useless when we in the sense they may not be directly applicable when we go to higher classes but they were necessary when we were in those primary classes in the elementary classes so all these devatas and all and what people are worshiping in the world 
and doing all the various types of rituals and all, they are necessary for, uh, for, for that level and it is necessary in the society. But when I am talking to you who have come here to listen to Bhagavad Gita, I want you to transcend all these initial stages of spirituality and go to a higher plane. Hmm. It's like a, uh, when one teaches, let us say, a higher class, that doesn't mean that the elementary class is not necessary. It is also necessary. And sometimes a person who has studied in the higher class can uh, goes to the elementary class as a teacher. That teacher also sings with the little children and dances with the little children to teach them. Similarly, all these various rituals and various customs which are there, they are also necessary. And slowly and steadily, they take us to the supreme goal. But our problem is we get stuck at a particular level. We don't want to move ahead. So I am just encouraging you, follow this path shown in Bhagavad Gita and just move ahead. Uh, don't underestimate yourself. Therefore, in sixth chapter also Bhagavan says, lift yourself by yourself. Keep on lifting yourself at a higher level. So I have also gone through this, all these various devatas, but now my understanding is that only one God is there. He alone is Rama and Shiva and Hanumanji and you and me and a dog and a cat and a buffalo also. All of them are different expressions of one God. I am new here. I want to learn meditation. But whenever I close my eyes, I see lots and lots of water in which I see everything floating, trees, houses, even myself. Please tell me how to do meditation. See, when you close your eyes, when we don't know, we close our eyes, we, we, we start imagining. Actually, it's like a open-eyed or let us say wakeful dream. Like Because when you meditate, I mean, when you close your eyes and sit quietly, the mind is not quiet. The mind creates different images and all, which are quite new, which are sometimes some suppressed impressions also comes out and all. So just sitting quietly and is, is alone is not meditation. So as we have studied in this Bhagavad Gita itself, Bhagavan talks about meditation in the sixth chapter. So first you go through the process of Karma Yoga, understand what is Karma Yoga. Then you do some Upasana, like Japa and all. And then you try to gain the proper understanding of yourself and what do we mean by God? And then you have to meditate on that self. So you uh, go through my uh, talks of sixth chapter or the previous, if you have not uh, heard the Bhagavad Gita from the beginning, you can listen to it and then you will get a good idea about what is the meaning of meditation. And now and then we will have 5 minutes, 10 minutes meditation. Only thing you don't uh, sleepwalk. Another question. Dear Adarniya Swamiji, what is the concept of Seva? How is it practiced in the daily life? Seva is, uh, as our Pujya Gurudev says, is, uh, is love expressed. When you express your love towards the world, it, that expression is called seva. And seva we can be able to express when we become more and more aware of ourselves and the world around us. It is a respond to the world with love. You see a child fallen down. What do you do? 
no, I will go and learn about seva and all. No, you just go there, pick up the child. That is your respond. But that response is with understanding, with wisdom, with compassion. So seva is just responding with compassion to the world around you. Seva doesn't mean you have to do a big project and all and start some NGO or something. That's also good. But seva is just responding with a sensitivity towards the world. Even if you are walking and some kachra is there, you can remove it, put it in the garbage. My response to the earth, that I don't like the earth to look dirty. It doesn't matter who has thrown the dirt. I don't like it. It's my mother. So I just remove it and place it somewhere else so that it looks clean and nice. So it's a, just a response to the nature, to people, to animals, birds, plants, to our own parents, to society. The more we become aware, the more we become sensitive, the more we become compassionate, we will be able to respond. And Mahatma Gandhi has said that uh, there is, uh, you, uh, you, there cannot be even a minute when you cannot do seva. Seva is not a particular, every moment, even sitting quietly and thinking good of everyone is also seva. If we cannot move, if we are just sitting at one place, you just think good of everyone. Sarve bhavantu sukhinaha. That also is seva. Lord Krishna asked Arjuna to drop ego repeatedly. But while describing his own self, he, the Lord, is full of ego. Does it not mean different standards on part of Lord Krishna? See, when uh, that word I, when it is uh, identified with a uh, little object and little personality and all, that is called ego. When that I word is identified with everyone, it is not called ego. When Bhagwan is saying I, he is not talking I as Krishna, I as the son of Vasudev and Devaki, I as this. When he says I, he includes you also. And when an egoistic person says I, he excludes everyone. When Krishna's I includes everyone, he says, Aham Atma Gudakesha Sarva Bhuta I am the self of all. I am all. Even a tiny little ant, Bhagavan says, I am that ant. An egoistic person will not say, I am the ant. He will try to crush that ant. So don't compare an ordinary person with Bhagavan say Krishna. And that itself is the difference between spirituality and non-spirituality. When you drop your ego, you come to recognize the real that I, I, pure I consciousness. Ego is I thought. When you drop the I thought, you become I consciousness. You become that pure self. During your discourses, you, Swamiji, seem to discourage people going to temples in search of God. If so, why so? See, uh, I am not uh, discouraging people to go to temple and all, but those, uh, it is, as I said, it is necessary, all these things which are there in society, they are expressions of our great tradition or the great uh, knowledge only. So that knowledge that Sarvam Khalvidam Brahma, everything is Brahma, gets expressed in our tradition, in our customs, in our rituals, in our various types of uh, other uh, uh, things which we do, festivals which we celebrate, they are all expressions of this truth which is revealed in our Upanishad. So they are there. Those who feel like going to temple, they can go to temple. But God 
can be understood not just by looking at a murti but by listening to what he has said i beautiful krishna's statue idol is here i can just sit there and keep on staring at krishna it will not help me to recognize his nature i have to listen to his words suppose a person is there and you keep looking at that person you will not know what who that person is but if you ask that person and when he reveals his identity you will know you ask also who are you then that person oh but you were looking at me why didn't you know only when that person revealed i came to know murtis they don't speak so krishna has spoken here and he has revealed his identity so it is necessary that we transcend if still if you it's like uh, as i said that elementary schools and uh, primary schools are necessary but if you have reached a stage where you can now are graduated then you are doing post graduation and all then you can focus on that so raise yourself don't come down on your and don't discourage or don't criticize others also so, so i am when i am saying about it i am not criticizing but i am just telling you to transcend that level and come at a higher level but those who want to go to the temple they are very they can go and i also go i am not that i am against temple we have so many beautiful images here we can do namaskar to them hari om swami ji your grace is god's blessing for me my question is when i try to be the observer and see my personality as a witness i still see it as a small drop rather than a wave or an ocean how do i work on that thank you drop help me drop the drop in the ocean special note see this is a journey which uh, you keep on uh, uh, taking and uh, doing this uh, sadhana as guided in this uh, in this uh, uh, bhagavad gita in the as i said fear prevents us from surrendering completely lack of knowledge about our own self and one more thing uh, faith so when we have total faith in that supreme reality in myself in the scriptures on my path if i have faith in if i am fearless and if i know then the surrender happens but even with little faith and little knowledge and little of this uh, courage one uh, one goes on this path slowly and steadily that uh, surrender will happen so without getting discouraged you keep moving towards this goal how do i know that in being unattached it is not escaping from responsibility and duties of my family unattached doesn't mean that we should not love there is a difference between uh, love and attachment in 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 attachment one thinks about one's own interest i love someone for my interest but in love i love that person for that welfare of that person in attachment i am thinking of myself mera kya hoga in love one thinks about unka kya hoga tat sukha sukitvam in narad bhakti sutra narad ji says love means to think of the happiness and welfare of our beloved so when one can love one's family the world and all without being attached means without having any expectation or selfishness then this love will lead us to that supreme goal of realization
and also give us a lot of joy and peace in our life. What helps to remove or reduce fear of the unknown? The fear of the unknown will get reduced when you make the unknown known. Try to know that unknown because all this what you say unknown is the God alone. So when you come to know that even so-called uh, unknown, even the Swarga Narak also is expression of God. Once I know the nature of God and I know that I and God are one, then there is the fear drops. Then there is there is there is no fear. Have complete faith in God and then also know Him completely as revealed in the in the Gita. Please, can you suggest a 10-point program for good spiritual living? 10-point program. 10-point uh, program, actually, I can't now go on 10 points, but um, uh, you, uh, what you call, uh, which is, uh, is first point is that you just perform, fulfill your responsibilities following good values of life. Just fulfill whatever responsibilities you have to do, physically, emotionally, intellectually, your responsibility towards yourself and your family and the society and the world. Just keep on fulfilling it with more awareness, with more uh, genuineness, with more uh, values, and that itself will take us to our ultimate goal. Whatever little things like you are living in your family, just be kind and good to people around you. Do your work sincerely. Do not hurt anyone. Do not harm the nature and others, neither physically nor in your mind. Follow the values of Ahimsa, Satyam, Asteya, Brahmacharya, Aparigraha. So just leading our life in the most uh, wonderful way, help will come from every side to, to make our journey more fulfilling and uh, fast. Help will come. Like uh, Vibhishan stayed in Lanka, but he remained true to his path of righteousness. Help came to him in the form of Hanumanji came. Uh, he made him surrender to Ram Chandraji. These are true stories it is conveyed. So, do what is good and uh, Bhagwan will bless you. We follow a path or lifestyle, a lifestyle that is identified to a set of, of BMI. When we follow spirituality, slowly our identification changes with respect to BMI. BMI means body, mind, intellect. Are both illusions. Style, when we follow, as if one is looking at only BMI and not looking at that supreme reality, then we are looking at the illusion. And when we are looking at that supreme reality, then we are transcending that illusion. It's like a Again, rope and snake. When you are looking at the snake and considering that snake itself as real, you are looking at an illusion and accepting it as real. But when you come to know this rope, that illusion disappears. Or, like for example, in a mirage water, you see 
in the mirror, uh, the desert you see water. Actually, there is no water. There is only sand. When you come to think that it is water and it is real, you are accepting that illusion as real. But when you come to know the sand, then you know there is no water. And even when you look back, I mean, come back and again look, you will see water, but you will know that it is not there. It is just an illusion. So it depends on your standpoint. If you take your body-mind-intellect as real, then you are accepting illusion and living in an illusory world. But when you know that all these are expression of the divinity, you are transcending this illusion. I hope I could answer that question. Sometimes even after questions are answered, the doubt remains, we will clear it as we go along. And automatically it gets cleared as we go along. I am indeed blessed to be in your presence and hope that I can be worthy of your teaching. My question, the word enlightenment sounds so esoteric. I cannot grasp the ultimate goal in terms of visualizing it. So what is the definition of enlightenment to begin to beginners on this path with respect and gratitude? Okay, to a beginner on this path, I can say enlightenment is a state of uh, harmony with yourself and the world around. You are at ease with yourself and the world around. You are at ease with joys and sorrows, with gain and loss, with life and death, with uh, inside and outside. You are totally in harmony, at ease. It's a simple uh, worldly definition. You become free of all your agitation. You become free of all your sense of limitation. Become free of fear. Because I come to recognize myself as I am. This is something, uh, it might appear esoteric. I mean, it is esoteric, no doubt. But uh, unless we keep on listening to it, we will not appreciate it completely. And once we appreciate, we will go more in that direction. So in the good old days, if it was said that, oh, we will let us go on the moon, people would have laughed. But as science progressed, it became a reality. Going to the moon is not very esoteric thing. In the sense, it is doable. Similarly, in the initial stages of spirituality, this goal of moksha and enlightenment may appear very far away. So therefore, the scriptures talk about immediate goal. So you just make a goal of becoming a better person. Make a goal of doing something good to the society. Make a goal of developing good relationship with God and the world around. Make a goal of remaining happy in all situations. And slowly and steadily, one will be able to appreciate the goal of enlightenment. When and why Jivatma separated from Brahma? Why Jivatma has to undergo cycles of birth and then again merge with him? Actually, this jiva is always, uh, from beginningless time, it is said, scripture says, from beginningless time, the jiva, that is I, feel I am different from God. So, that separation is from beginningless time, but when we follow this path of spirituality, it comes to an end. So, there is no beginning to it, not that first uh, everything was fine, and then suddenly I got separated from Brahma. But uh, from the time I uh, I am here in this world, from beginningless time, because time itself is also part of this creation. So there is this experience of separation from God, 
and the scriptures talk about how we can become one with God. How to overcome a bad, sinful past, breaking someone's trust, faith, after self-realization, how to make the other person most important and closest to me that it won't ever happen in future. If I have done something very wrong and artificial and hurt my dear one badly, then the whole past and the years spent together looks artificial and false. How to convince that before this bad episode everything was true and natural and would be so in future? See, one thing one can do, actually, as I said that day also, when a faith and trust gets broken, then it is very difficult, uh, it is difficult to again uh, assemble it together, but it is not impossible. So, rather than once you must have told that person that you are sorry and all those things, apologized, now you just do what is good and right. And, ex, uh, and accept the person's, uh, uh, what you call, attitude or approach towards you as part of your, uh, uh, the result of your action. Huh. Just keep on doing what is good and proper. Don't repeat your mistakes. And slowly and steadily, the other person will start accepting. But don't hope a miracle that immediately you say forgive and that person is, ha, ah, very nice, let us be friends again. It will not happen. Because our mind is also a delicate instrument. It is not under our control like that fully. That somebody hurts us and next day I am again, ha ha, very nice. Mm-hmm. I am again your friend. You have said forgive. I mean, ask for forgiveness, I forgive you. So just start doing what you have promised now, that you will not commit any mistake. Start doing good things and just go on. If that person eventually forgets about it and again accepts you, then take it. It might take uh, some time. So accept that. Whatever time it takes, you go on. That's it. Om Tat Sat. Om. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamodachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om Thank you.